You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana King-Jones, and Jeff J. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben Amin, and For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And what's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of the For All Nerd Show. As always, in the captain's chair, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Lando Californication, the ghost in the shell toe. Doctor Whose Mans is this? Keep that same energy on when you see me. Arsenio Holodeck and Bobby Digital Blackface here on the <laughs> spaceship tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We getting started early, early. Thank you very much. Sitting in the second chair because Tatiana King Jones is not here. It is shout outs to her Capricorn season. Yeah. Born day in a fet. Yeah, Happy Born yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see what Tatiana's mission is, please check out Tatiana number one in stores and IG stories at Tatiana King. <laughs> <laughs> and as for who is talking right now, it is Jeff, a.k.a. Rum Punch Man, Jason Mimosa, the king in the North Face, Brainiac Foul. Damn. I, I got too hyped. Yeah. Brainiac 5 Rex, the Wizard of Oscorp, Majin Boot Up, and 7 of 9 9 Problems. There we go. I've also heard AKA Streets. Oh, yeah. That's a that's an OG name. <laughs> we doing we doing 09 to 2019. We doing the 10 year challenge. Ooh, you dusted that one off. I've heard that you were like a reverse combat jet, Jeff J. Like you yeah. went from the streets to the turtleneck. <laughs> well, they're, they're, I've, I've, uh, I, I'm not one to claim being a vampire, but I have lived many lives, mm, and and, uh, mm. and uh, the the streets moniker. Shout out to all all my Greeks out there. Um, that that's 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 part of my my AFIA lineage. Streets, the living legend. For those who know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's, I'm a man of a thousand and four names, bro. Okay. You know what I mean? I feel you. I feel it's you. A lot of Eli. Eli. I mean, aliases. Yes. It's plural, so it's the sisses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Like I said, I debuted my new one, Bobby Digital Blackface, and we're gonna get into that in a little bit because there's some things we got to talk about. I think it actually comes up in one of the Guac questions today, so. It solves that issue because in the geek world, oh, you know, it's another one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's things, you know. Things are happening. I just hope everybody doesn't uh, overanalyze trailers nowadays because you know there's problems with overanalyzing trailers. I mean, we, we've, we've been called to account for this, you know. 
People have had things to say about us, even. Yo, is this going to be a referendum on travel noir? Talking about (laughs) Spider-Man Far From Home? (laughs) Oh, man, I think I got one. I'm about to to say, you know, exhibiting exhibiting the freedom of traveling by releasing the shackles of our ancestors. Wow. Um. Yeah, Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I'm Deep Thoughts you. by Jack Handy. Um, Spider-Man Far Far From Home trailer dropped today. Finally, after much uh, waiting, everybody's been, you know, fiending, I guess the words are, you know, yeah. desperately looking for this. It's been a minute. I mean, what what is what 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 needs to be said don't need to be said, bro. Like, um, I, I liked it. Yes. I think it it's ill in twenty nineteen that teaser trailers are two and a half minutes long. Well, that's a long ass tease. That that finna get you kicked out of cribs. You don't get no second date. That's a long tease. That's a that's a that's a you know, that's like that went dark. That's a tease. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a, that's a you know, some people don't like to be teased like that, bro. Yeah, it went on for a minute, though, and they gave you a lot of goods for a tease as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't really be mad at a tease like that in the same breath. Talk about a pleasure principle. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> She's in control. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yes, the Spider-Man, well, like we said before, it dropped. You know, we finally got our first look at Mysterio. We got our first look at a lot of things. We got our first look at Spider-Man in the new black stealth suit. The black stealth the- suit. <laughs> I was really going to go with that tweet of watches Black Panther once. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and he throws on this suit. But, you know, we already had our watches, you know, remember the time yes, once. Yes, yes, yes. And so I didn't want to keep going. But, yeah, we saw Mysterio. We saw MJ throwing shade. That was my honestly my favorite part of the trailer. Yeah. Because I really love Zendaya. Zendaya, I do this every time. Doing her uh, MJ Michelle, I guess her name is. It's right. not Mary Jane, right? You know, role in Far From Home, and I loved it to see her back in action, giving the shade out with one of the best lines in a long time. Is you're pretty too? Like, yeah, I'm pretty would have been a perfect moment right there. Oh man, you could you could buy your hair if it won't grow, man. You fix your nose if they say so. <laughs> you could have all the makeup man can bring. You know what I'm saying? I tell you, you have to sing. You have to sing it to yourself once every thirty days to keep yourself humble and let you know that you can do better and will do better. <laughs> no, Chris is pretty, so he don't he don't have those problems. But but do like me. I got to remind myself, man. Sometimes you got to chase a waterfall. <laughs> or two. Or three. <laughs> so we've you know had Janet Jackson and TLC references so I'm far right. Yo, already. Tatiana's not here, so we need representation, bro. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking out. This is 90s women's empowerment, all the GOAT acts, our. Starring Ben Abid and Jeff. <laughs> we, we are filling in the blanks here, folks. <laughs> And so, what else was in the trailer? What was your favorite moments from the trailer? I mean, you are the resident Spider-Man. Yeah, man. Um, I liked Mysterio. Okay. I liked everything that you saw in Mysterio. And the fact that we could postulate who who or what are these elementals. Mm-hmm. So, I've seen one side say that these are the elementals who are someone I'd have to look up. Because this is like Never OG, heard of that joint. OG Marvel. Yes. With the, with the four elements, Earth, Wind, Water, and Fire. Mm-hmm. You know, no Captain Planet. But um <laughs> hot. That was my man, oh, dog. Hot. Hurts. Yeah. But um <laughs> but yeah. So some so everybody a, a lot of the the um a lot of the the rumors and what fans are saying are, are leaning towards the elementals cuz this is what a lot of 
uh, the sites and the blogs have been saying this is probably the elementals because uh, it looks like Mysterio is setting himself up as a, a, a hero. Yep. But I remind people, Mysterio's the master of illusion. Mm -hmm. So what better way to make yourself a hero than to create four elemental uh, monsters that only you can defeat? Mm. It, it, it's almost uh, similar to Booster Gold's uh, trajectory, how he knew everything that was going to happen, so he just put on the suit, <laughs> went back to the 20th or the 21st century, depending on who's telling it, and and solved the crimes before they happened, and you become a star. Like, But this one, it's, it's even more insidious. And the fact that Mysterio is being shown on the big screen and actually looks ill, um, I I think it's cool because I think he's a slept on hero. Everybody sees the bowl head and the and and the <laughs> magic tricks, quote unquote, and thinks that he's whack. But this is a dude who's who's been in multiple iterations. Mm -hmm. One, uh, Francis Clum was a mutant who actually could teleport, telepathy, and um, telekinesis. All the three T's. When was the three this? T's. This is a uh, um further. So it was you had Beck, yeah. and then Beck supposedly killed himself. Beck is the first Mysterio. Quentin Beck. That's who Gyllenhaal is playing. Okay, yep. Then you had Daniel Burkhardt, who took his took over his. Wow. Then you had Francis Clum, who was the third Mysterio, which is ill. This is the type of character who should have multiple people. Yeah. And then in, Ulta, in Ultimate, he was Mysterion, who later on with the Spider-Men crossover, yep. it was revealed that it was an android that Beck sent to Ultimate Marvel to go search out other parts ah, of the multiverse. Okay, okay. So I think they're they're they could be making him a combination of special effects master and that teleportation cuz that effect of him popping up and and riding the the green wave mm -hmm. that was just ill to me. Like it, it looks like um he looks really awesome. And even I saw one fan theory I, I forget I apologize for not giving you proper credit who said it but um when he was fighting, quote unquote, whatever elemental, you saw like a triangle. Yep. And it almost looks like Doctor Strange. Definitely. So is he a magician? Is he a legit magician? Is he just a special effects master? They can go either way with this. But those elementals looked ill. He looked dope. And I'm I'm holding out that I believe that all of those are his doing. Mm. Okay. Some thoughts from me. I love, the like you said, the green smoke because that reminds me of the one time Mysterio showed up. I mean, whenever he shows up, he always has the smoke. Mysterio always comes with smoke. Mm -hmm. And so I love the green smoke. I love that he might actually be an actual magician, you know, in, instead of like this kind of like the original Quentin Beck dude was kind of like, well, not Beck, right? That's Quentin Beck, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of like a cheap illusionist, you know. Yeah, but special not like effects master. Special yeah. effects master, not like a Doctor Strange. Right. While in this you see him doing what looked like real spells, throwing out real energy. Now, while this all might be some fraud, you know, stuff too, we'll see. It looks much doper. I also like, I think, I was thinking about this today. I really think that the fishbowl might be a reaction to the water, you know, elemental. So that's why he's got the fishbowl helmet, and that would explain why he has such a goofy-ass helmet. And then why you don't see it for the rest of the film. Because to protect wanna, him from the water? Yep, and you want to see Jake's face for the rest of the film. Right, you, that's the one thing I love about this era. They always find a reason to yes. take the masks off until it's too late. The other thing that I saw that was ill in the trailer... Um, I uh I caught the last screen of the news ticker that was going on, mm -hmm. and it and it made it reinforced that I actually did well learning languages because yep. Latin languages are pretty similar. So I could kind of see what it was saying because mm -hmm. uh, I know Spanish and it was in Italian. But I uh used the the power of the Google Translate. Yes, and um the main headline was a creature made of water emerges from. Like a water a creature a water creature emerges from the Canal Grande and threatens the whole city. Yep. And then the news ticker said 
the man of mystery is fought is fighting the creature mm. but it's like Mysterio is the name. So yep. maybe that's how he gets his name because the internationals named him Mysterio. We're mm. calling him Mysterio. So that's probably how he gets his name in the film. Mm -hmm. Also, like, I, my first thought when I saw the trailer was that that was Hydro Man. And that's what we oh, yeah. put on the For All Nerds uh, Twitter today. And then people have said that they're also, like you said, it might be the Elementals because you also see the Fire Dude, the Stone Dude. I've never read that old in those comics where there was the Marvel Elementals. I remember the Elementals who are a team of heroes from another series that's not Marvel from an independent comic book. I don't know nothing about that. I know about Mysterio. I know about Spider-Man, all this. It looks like a dope trailer. Another thing people keep saying is that, oh, man, this spoils, you know, Endgame because we know Spider-Man comes back or, you know, if this does take place after that. And mm -hmm. I just do not... Once again, man, I just never get that. You know, it's like we know from the gate that there's going to be a Black Panther too. Mm -hmm. As soon as Black Panther disappears in the first one, you know that somehow, some way, he's going to come back. Right. But it doesn't take away from me at all that moment of Okoye looking up and her king vanishing in her arms. Right. You know, or my man turning and saying, um, Steve, you know, the last words Bucky says, and then he's ghost. Like, it doesn't take that. Or, you know, Tom Holland's incredible death scene right like that does not take away and i don't understand that mentality honestly i, I just don't get it like i'm so hyped for endgame as much as i'm hyped for this yeah and here's the thing we don't know for sure whether or not this takes place mm -hmm. before endgame after endgame yep. or in an alternate timeline mm. we there, there's so many possibilities when i was thinking about it because i said okay He's being cheered at the homeless shelter for something, yep. and he gets a check for something. Maybe the check is for um, not feast, because <laughs> it's not feast, but it's basically feast. Yep. The homeless, the homeless shelter. Mm. Um, but maybe it's a check for them. Maybe they're cheering because he helped save the city in Endgame. Mm. Then you have Kevin Feige, who who alluded to it being what happens with this kid after the events of yep. the two Infinity Wars movies. But he does have a propensity. For telling fibs yes. when, when it comes to this, because that end game, Strange said end game, and he said end, and they, yep. hashtag they, said end game was never, the mentioned. name of the title was never mentioned, and it clearly was. Yes. So you take all of that with a grain of salt, because mm -hmm. also, it could be after he saved the city in part one. Mm. Or, you know, it's been speculated that time travel is going to be a part of yep. end game, right? So who knows when this is? Yes. Who knows when this is? But it doesn't matter. If you read Infinity Gauntlet, you know they all come back. <laughs> Thank you. It's like it's like reading it's like reading Harry Potter and getting tight that Harry Potter doesn't die in any of the books. Like you My get man's tight. name is on right. the cover. Well, you know Harry's going to survive the fight. <laughs> you know Harry's going to survive the fight. Yes, we know. But the journey is much better than the destination. And at the end of the day, who cares? Marvel's track record for fumbling uh, storylines is few and far between. So I will put the money on them doing whatever they have to do with Endgame and it being a correct transition into um, Homecoming. Because even if you go off the basis that, yeah, quote unquote everybody's coming back anyway first of all i don't think everybody's coming back no and when i say coming back i don't just mean from the snap yeah. i mean after endgame some people are going to stay in endgame yes. and everybody else is going <laughs> to move on if you thought for a second that nick fury was going to stay dust this maybe is if, nick fury maybe if he turned to glass 
Maybe if he turned to glass, he might not come wow. back. Wow. And speaking of glass, <laughs> if you follow the For All Nerds on Twitter and on Instagram, as you well should be right now, if not, hit pause, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, follow at For All Nerds, and we are doing, hosting, a special screening of Glass mm. tomorrow night. That is right. Or actually tonight by the time you hear this. Yes. Tonight, Wednesday, January 16th in cities across the nation, in Toronto, in Canada. We hooking Drake up. Everybody, you can see Glass. You can prove me wrong. Mm. Free. Free of charge. All you got to do is click the link, get your tickets, however many you want. Bring your friends. Bring your family. Go see Glass. Check it out. I yeah. might even go see it again because I've really been like, yo, was I wrong? Is there something in this movie? Is this movie like, you know, because when I first saw Unbreakable, I can't lie, I thought it was whack. Mm-hmm. First time I saw it, I thought it was garbage. And then it grew on me and it became one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. But first time I saw it, I was like, Psh, this movie hot trash. You I don't know, know man. You, you, uh, y'all put a lot of faith in M. Night Sasha Fierce, man. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. shit. I I don't know mm. I don't know man M Night Shaquille O'Neal I don't know <laughs> I don't know you know what I'm saying you know I I I don't know man he he had a hot spark but His some of them twist energies like... it's like being in a barbershop and hearing those story that you know the ending isn't like that but they added their own ending and you like fam you didn't have to do all of that just tell the story <laughs> that's how I feel about that's how I feel about M Night Shambhala yo. Wow! Like, like seriously, he is seriously, never going but, to be on this show. But at least, at least, <laughs> at least, Spider-Man: Far From Home's trailer was dope. Like, we don't got a thing about that. Woo! But you know, if you want to prove me wrong, you know, hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram. Like I said, we have free passes to Glass, January sixteenth. You can check it out. We'll probably do something from Spider-Man: Far From Home when that's coming up. And Definitely. if you love M. Night Shaka Khan, tell us. <laughs> tell us what you like look, about him as look, a story maker. Look. Tell look. us. You know what Six I mean? Six Cents and that joint with the kids when they go visit their grandma. Signs? No. Um, it's the one. It came out too. It, it's right before uh, Split. It's about these little kids and they go see their grandparents and their grandparents are evil. Oh, not the elevator one, right? No, no, not, that's Devil. He didn't direct devil. that. He produced uh, that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, it's his it ain't mo- the village, is it? No, Cause... no, it's this movie with these where they um go see. It's these two little kids, and they go see their grandparents, and their grandparents are evil, and they have to fight them and kill them because it's like a horror joint. Yeah, Chris, Chris is looking it up right now. Let's see what you got, Shyamalan. Shyamalan, <laughs> Shyamalan, Shyamalan. The visit. The visit. Yes. The oh, that visit. was that was good. Yes, it's actually really ill. Okay. Yeah, the kids are really dope. The grandparents are scary. It's creepy. Little boy gets thrown into a um oven at one point. Uh, oh no, no, you know what? I do remember that Loki. Yep. I do remember. And that it Loki. ends with him doing a rap where he's rapping the whole story to movie like Biggie on story to tell. All right, man. All right. <laughs> you know what? You yeah, know gone what? too far. Yeah, I, you almost, you you almost had me. You almost had me, Shamalamalan. You almost had me. And with me. that, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Farm Nerds show. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing, and spending time with my kids. I'm listening to For All Nerds. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching For All Nerds. 
Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Kelly Robbins Hicks, executive producer of Random Acts of Blindness, and when I'm not making white people mad as hell, I'm listening to the For All Nerds show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Join this episode of the For All Nerds show. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, at For All Nerds. Big shout-outs to everybody over at Patreon.com slash For All Nerds. We promised you that bonus content from Just Blaze. It's coming to you this week. Had some technical difficulties, but it will be there for you. Thank you to all y'all for the support. Thank you to everybody who's been hit, hitting us up with those picks of the comics you copped, the holiday gifts that we sent out to everyone. Thank you. Please keep sending those when you get them. Thank you so much for all the support. It means everything in the world, straight up and down. Patreon.com slash for all nerds. We're going to have to get some uh, goals up on there, word up. Like, yeah. yeah, we need some goals, you know. Might have to wear some hats on this show or something. <laughs> something. <laughs> you know. Something. Shout outs to the LSN, the whole network. But right now, you know, it's time to make that network. And speaking of Patreon, I think one of these questions in the frequently asked question segment comes from one of our patrons. But we got questions as always. If you have questions, we got answers. Hit us up. Contact at forallnerds.com or on the Twitter or on the Instagram or on even on Facebook. At For All Nerds, you know, any and all questions, geek-related or nah, hit us. And what do we have up first? The guac is extra. All right, first from our guy, Scriberisms. Definitely AKA a patron. A.K.A. Mambo number five, Rax. Wow. <laughs> wow. A.K.A. T'Challa Fix My Life. Okay. A.K.A. Uchi Wali. I like Wall-E. that one. I like that one. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's go. Another gaming question. I love these. What was your favorite gaming moment of 2018? Mm. Mine had to Spoilers. be during uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, 2018's Game of the Year. F you Fortnite, hashtag salty. While coming home after an unexpected adventure abroad, the protagonist is riding along in the rain. He has a worn look on his face, and you can tell he's been deeply affected by recent events in the plot. As you gallop along, the cinematic camera engages, and you hear music start to kick in. The song Unshaken begins and perfectly matches the current tone of the game. I had no clue who wrote this song, so I looked it up, and it was none other than D'Angelo. That's a plot twist for me. Overall, that moment was super emotional and definitely stood out to me. What was your favorite gaming moment of 2018? With fam love, scriberisms. Mm. Um, I'll let you go first. 
Oh, first of all, I got to debate that game of the year over there with Red Dead. I mean, I still haven't played Red Dead. Mm-hmm. I probably, probably won't at this point. I'm, I just was never that interested. I hear the story is amazing, mm-hmm. but like the gameplay and all that, I don't care. I also hear the black characters are are engaging in racism, are 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 in are uh, not engaging in, but are being exposed to some racism online. Oh, but, um, I wouldn't doubt it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Yo, I heard something like one of the white characters saw him and said, "Do you know what year it is?" Wow. Yo, nah, shit is different. But, wow. Um, that's uh, that's I, not right. I don't know what my... Uh, till 2018, my 2018 game game moment of the year. I don't know if I really gamed as much as I've, I have in previous years. Um, shoot. Come on now. I mean, all right, my... See, the, my... I'm trying to say these without being spoilers. I really like how he... Other than saying the DM was on it, which you probably know by now, that really wasn't a spoiler, and thank you for that. Right, 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 right. Um, the ending of Spider-Man for the PS4, I'll say that, mm. was definitely one of my moments of the year. One of the best moments to me in Spider-Man lore ever because it just did something with the Spider-Man story that I feel like had never been done like that and was really ill and just so completely unexpected. And there's also a moment in God of War that, um, let's see, how do I describe this moment? Without spoilers, because I'm currently playing, please. Okay, without spoilers, there's a moment in God of War between Kratos and his son Atreus that really just underscores hmm, the drama and the pain and what you're putting your son through on this journey that you're going through in the game. And that really messed me up. It was something just not unexpected, but the fact that they dealt with, and I'll say this, it, it deals with what are the effects of violence on a young child. And it really messed me up. So that was probably my moment of the year. Yeah, days. man. I mean, Spider-Man is the one game that I could think of because I think I started playing like Breath of the Wild and yeah. all of that this year, but they didn't come out this year, mm-hmm. so I won't count them. But really for games that came out this year, uh, I'm going through God of War now, and I'm sure that would probably be one of my moments. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think Spider-Man is definitely something that sticks out for me. Um, you, you, you lose a character in the game. Mm-hmm. And that was a very poignant moment yes. because I was just like, wow, they're really doing that. Yeah. So that for, for Spider-Man, for the PS4, that was probably the one moment that stuck out with me. And in tangentially, the fact that they're actually making a comic around that Spider-Man mm. and that he made an appearance in Spider-Verse mm-hmm. or Spider-Geddon, excuse me. Um, that that was really that was really it for me. Like I'm really trying to think about other games that I played like that this year. I stopped halfway through God of War just because I got caught up, and then I played Spider Man. I'm playing back through God of War now, but um, shoot, and um, Mario Mario came out before then because I played all of that stuff this year. Um, I think you like, can still late last year, like late, late last year, Breath of Wild, this if you year. played that, whatever. Yeah, late last year, early this year, but like Breath of the Wild is is probably like top two um, Zelda games I've ever I've ever played. Mm-hmm. I've played mo- like eighty percent of them. Mm. Um, and then Mario Galaxy is just it's just how ill Nintendo keeps innovating fun, like just innovating how to have fun in a video game and mm-hmm. really enjoy it. Like it doesn't matter at this point, ain't no Bowser gonna kill me. 
Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't losing to no Bowser and, no, and nothing. Yep. Like, I, you put your money on me versus Bowser, you win every single time. But in terms of the experience, experientially, Nintendo's always been the GOAT. So I think that that would be it for me. Okay. Uh, I got a question because I recently got a Switch. Yep. Between Mario Universe and Zelda, which would you say is the first to cop? Uh, Mario Universe? Oh, they they ported I, the I mean, no, no, new, oh, no, Galaxy no, or no the the big Mar the last Mario Adventure game yeah Galaxy Mario Galaxy that was the name of it did. yeah between that and uh, Breath of the Wild which one would you say <sighs> depends on how much time you have yeah yeah that's what I figured all right well also I'll say that um <laughs> really honestly because they both are extensive but Breath of the Wild you gonna be like like you get lost in the world yeah literally get lost you get immersed in the world so. Mm. Okay. Also, another one from Spider-Man. My favorite moment in games probably was when I first jumped off a building in that joint and started swinging around, mm. and that music kicked in. What's up, Danger? Oh, <laughs> God. It's like, it, it, it just blows my mind every time I do it. The other day, I was playing the DLC. Mario Odyssey, excuse me. Mario I knew Odyssey. I knew yeah. I was bugging. Yeah. I like, yeah, in my back of my mind, I was bugging, but I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to say it. But I'm going to look it up while I'm saying it. It's Mario Odyssey. Yep. Galaxy was for the a Wii. Yeah. Excuse me. All right. Uh, there was a moment in Spider-Man today. I was playing a DLC, and this, and I'm playing Spider-Man, and I jumped up and swung off one of the signs above the street, and I'd never seen that particular animation. Like, he grabbed the side of the uh, sign oh, and word? swung around it. And it messed me up because, you know, I've, I've been playing the game so many hours, and right then I'd never seen that little bit of animation that was so smooth and so ill and so Spider-Man. Yeah. And once again, it's, you know, it's the greatest game ever. What are you talking about, Red Dead? What's the next question? All right, let's get into it. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. All right, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my dearest <laughs> friends and mentor is animator producer Gary Hartle. I worked with him on and off over 20 years, and at first glance, his appearance can be a bit off-putting. Gary's a lanky, long-haired cowboy hat-wearing hillbilly from West Virginia. Despite his usual attire, you couldn't meet a more genuine, earnest, lovable guy and an incredibly talented artist and animator. I once asked him who was his favorite comic book character growing up, and being a fan of Jack Kirby, he replied, Black Panther. Like Batman or Spider-Man, Gary said, Black Panther was fun to draw as a kid. The fantastical sci-fi world of Wakanda... Created by Kirby was Conan the Barbarian and Star Wars mixed together, a perfect combination of all his favorite nerd tropes. Gary was more than blown away by his appearance in Civil War and the solo Black Panther movie. A few years ago, I found a really cool Black Panther t-shirt at San Diego Comic-Con and gifted it to him. Yet despite previously wearing Superman and Captain America t-shirts, he was reluctant to show his fandom for Black Panther, fearing that he would look even more out of place. So that brings me to my question, fan bros. Well... <clears throat> That's do- a dollar in the fan bros jar for you. <laughs> a dollar in the for all nerds jar for, jar for you, Jeff. I mean, you no, <laughs> it's a for all nerds jar for calling it fan bros. Yes. Watch the loopholes, walk through them, and then shut them shits down after you walk through. Um, uh, yes, I know the guy. I know how genuine his love of comics and cartoons run. Genuinely. Generally, my friend is very comfortable in his own skin. I mean, look at him. He walks around Burbank, California, wearing a Stetson and a long leather duster, which probably isn't fire. the strangest thing that nah, you see in fire. Burbank. Right? Ain't nothing. But this T-shirt gave him a moment of pause. Would you guys find it out of place if some old white hillbilly was sporting a Black Panther T-shirt, even if he is legitimately a fan? <laughs> On top of that, do you think it's out of place for a white fanboy to cosplay characters like Black Panther the same way black girls have been cosplaying Wonder Woman recently? Where's the line between cultural appropriation and legit- legitimate patronage? Thanks at Forrestall21. Uh, Jeff J., who created Black Panther? 
the white man. <laughs> I mean, let's keep it real, folks. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I think that is a, a great that. question, though. Very like, good. I mean, amazing question. And it, it, there's so many levels to it. Right? So many levels. First of all, shout out to your homie, Gary. And Gary, you should be out there rocking. He actually sent a picture, or they actually sent a they actually sent a picture along. Gary looked like he could pull it off. Yeah, well, fuck around. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They sent a picture along of Gary, and Gary rocked that Black Panther shirt with pride. As for me personally, do I think it's out of place? No, 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 no. Where's the line between cultural appropriation and legitimate? Like, as long as you're not wearing blackface. You know, I don't care if you cosplay as Black Panther. Right. I've seen plenty. I, I think it's great. There was this video of this little white kid getting Black Panther for, like, Halloween or something or for Christmas, and he was bugging out. He was so hyped to be T'Challa. Go for it, dude. Right. You know? I mean, if you were around the DMX movement in the early aughts, his concerts were filled with white boys. I mean, every like, hip hop concert what it ever. Is. I think if you're a fan, you're a fan. Yes. And how you genuinely reflect that, if it's in earnest, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's it's great to yes. see a hillbilly from West Virginia rocking a Black Panther T-shirt because yes. he's a fan. Because that helps spread the uh, the diversity of thought yes. and just the 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 good word about. Black characters and characters in general that are good characters. Mm. We we shoot. I, my favorite comic book character of all time is a white dude from Queens, mm. and I'm a black dude from Queens. Mm. And the fact that he came from Queens, he was into science like I am, and and was a regular dude who got powers was the most relatable thing to mm-hmm. me. So I don't feel a way wearing. I have a a a, a pick a shirt of half Peter Parker, half Spider Man face. I don't feel a way wearing it. Why why should we have felt a way about wearing all these uh, created white characters? And as far as um cosplaying, yeah, go for it. But there's always a way to dress up as fictional black characters or real life black people without. Wearing blackface. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. You could even, if somebody has a fro, like let's say you're doing OG Luke Cage. Yeah, put on a fro. You don't got to do nothing else. Fro is, might is, a, is, a fro, is a fro pushing it? But if you're, like let's say they're um, black dynamite. Yep. If I want to be, if I'm a white dude that wants to be black dynamite, if I wear a fro, it, it, I'll say the fro is probably more towards the line yes. than dress. But how do you dress as black dynamite without the fro? That's a tight one. Unless you grow out your own fro, right? Yeah. Maybe. That, it's maybe tight. It's, it's tight, tight right? It's or tight. maybe if I get a a, um, a, a a fro in my hair's natural color, like if I'm a redhead yep. and I get a red fro, there or I we grow go. it out, or yes. something like that. See, uh, that, that's a, a complication. Where yeah, that's I a think tight that's one. something where we're not the authority. Everybody's going to have their own. Yep. And there's probably people smarter than us that could break it down to like the level three or four that we would need. Mm-hmm. I would say if I saw a dude cosplaying as Black Dynamite, and he was white, and he just had the fro. He had everything else and the fro and maybe the sideburns, Like, and you looked like Black Dynamite, and he was still his own skin tone. I don't know if personally I would say... That's not blackface, first of all. Yep. But then, you, you know, if you're going to dress as a black character and you're white... Be prepared to answer some questions. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. It's just like at the border. You got to show some type of ID. Some people may want to know what your credentials are. But I think in terms of cosplaying, you can do it without. It's not appropriation to cosplay. No. It's not appropriation. So the appropriation, I think you put to the side. With the blackface and all of that, white people should know you do not have to paint your skin 
to look like a black character. If you want to dress like Storm and you're a white woman or a white girl, just put everything else on. Put the blonde wig, put the the, the white hair wig on. Yes. Put, put all of that on. Put Wear your the blue eye contacts in. Right, right. Don't forget those. Right. Or if that's your natural color, you 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 10% of the way there, right? So you can dress as characters as they are dressed without having to touch your skin. And I think that is my distinction. Yes. So if you are a legit fan of these black characters, I appreciate that you're thinking twice about representing them in any way. Mm-hmm. But just represent them right. Yeah. I fully agree there. I saw a woman at NYCC who was a Caucasian woman who was dressed as one of the Dora Milaje. And, you know, no black face. Everything was dope. Costume dope. I'm not mad at it at all. Right. As far as, like, a T-shirt or anything like that, I think that's, you know, we get a little too ridiculous sometimes to say that somebody can't wear a T-shirt. Right. I don't care who the character, even though the character was created by, you know, Stanley and um, Kirby, I don't care who it's created by. Like, if a black person, like, uh, Christopher Priest, um created the Dora Milje and most of the stuff that we know about modern Black Panther. Right. But I don't care if a white woman is dressed as one of them. That's, no. No. And, you know, we were talking about this, my new AK, the Bobby Digital Blackface. Mm. And we have, you know, there was someone, I sorry, I can't give you the correct shout-out props for this, but they put out the notion that you can't use GIFs of a certain color if you're not of that color. It's Digital Blackface. Yeah. Do we have a question about that or no? No, no, no. no, no. Just it just, I'm just wondering, like, where do we draw the line? Sometimes I feel like we go a little too far, you know. But then I also understand, like, we're sitting here debating the hair, so it's like, what is the line? It does become. But as far as Twitter, I don't want to sit there and check your account and figure out if you're a white person or a black person just by what gift you use. I don't care. Yeah, I... enough is enough, dog. Enough is enough. But digital, what is the line? Digital, digital blackface. I, I, I believe this this article came out a year or two ago, mm. and it and it set Twitter ablaze back then. Yep. But somebody brought it up again just to make the reiterate the point. But my thing is with and just like what I said about appropriation and and cosplaying without needing to paint your skin, we can see contextually. Yes. Easier in a tweet or any type of social post when you use a certain picture, what you mean, mm-hmm. what you mean, and that's even easier to determine whether or not they're trying to be funny. A lot of times, I feel like, yo, we have been at the forefront of entertainment. Yep. We have been at the forefront of any type of culture. So yeah, there's probably going to be an appropriate black person gif for any occasion, and if you use it correctly then you're using it correctly i i i think we're getting a little too a little too pedantic with the use of gifts it's the internet dog like we know what racism is on the internet we know these white supremacists these nazis these um non-black people of color who hate black people we know we know what it is and if you don't you can get a quick education but I think with anything, you just remain vigilant. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell a white person that they can't use Nene Leaks to say, I said what I said. Right. And if that's what they said and if it's what they said, what they said. Now, if they're trying to be racist or uh, <laughs> whether it's a tinge or full-blown <laughs> racism, right? If they're on the racism spectrum, then, yeah, you check them. But I'm not going to sit here and say that a white person or a non-black person cannot use 
a gift because I damn sure be using um office gifts. I damn you use WWE or any type of white wrestler gifts uh, and gifs and whatever you want to pronounce them when whenever it's appropriate. So so can can should I stop using white people or people who ain't black in, in my gifs? You're gonna kind of limit me, mm. but should I? Like like where where does that where does that awareness start to become insomnia? Like, yo, you know, you're so woke. Maybe you need to take a nap. Mm. One. One mm. nap. And it's such a line because, you know, we're getting off. This is not really a question. But like we said, it's all debatable and all comes around with it. Like, uh, I think it was this week Chris Rock came out and said that it's tough to even be funny in this day and age. And I just feel someone responded with the best tweet ever. You know, we're funny on here every day without offending people. So why is it so difficult? For other people to do this, yeah, it, it's 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 difficult to tell the crude jokes that you know yes. are gonna be low hanging fruit, yes, and yes. are gonna auto hit. Yeah, you tell the lunchroom jokes. Yeah, you tell the schoolyard jokes, and yeah. you want to be able to tell it. But the awareness in 2019, yes, there is heightened sensitivity, but there's also heightened awareness that yes, yeah, some of that is kind of fucked up, dog. Yeah, like maybe you you can say messed up jokes and make it smart. Yes. So that you get people to think. Yes. That way, I think you, you we're we're forcing co- comedi- comedians to be smarter and step it up. Step it up. Yeah. Like that's what it is. You'll separate the good from the great and the great from elite. Mm-hmm. All right. One last question comes from Kimmy Geek. They asked, "What character death would you undo? Comics, books, movies, etc." Wow. Yeah. But do the decks do do the the deaths really stick anymore? Yeah. That's the question. But I, one comic book death that I would I would bring him back. That who who that's a good question. But I'm they all come back, right? Of you know what? You know who I would bring back? Mm. Captain Marvel. Marvel. He's mm. been dead for a minute. He's been dead for Yo, a minute. He's so like I may, I may bring permanently him dead. Yeah, like he been, but you know what? Also, he died of cancer, so yeah. maybe that's something where they don't want to touch it. But um, if it's not, you know what? I'll even change that because I kind of understand why. Because I like they brought him back in Secret um Secret War, mm-hmm. not Secret War um Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. But he was a scroll. Okay, and then they like I remember in when uh there, there was a Captain Marvel series by Peter David. That had like the uh, the young dude who was like kind of nuts version of Marvel. It wasn't Marvel. Novar. Yeah, no, I don't think it's Novar because Novar turns. Well, I think it might have been Novar too because Novar turns up in Young Avengers. Right, right. But anyway, this version and the first second in there, he used like some cosmic cube or something, and Marvel was around, but he wasn't. Right, right. So that right. was, I think that was like the closest. Um, and when they were doing that legacy, when they were doing the one shot legacies where the older uh, version, the younger versions were meeting their yep. older versions, she went back in time and saw Marvel. Okay, it was, it was kind of like. He he knew who she was like early on, yep. but but they she was kind of like being coy about why she's around mm. or whatever. But um, I'll take that back. I'll say because I love the gifted so much and I've been watching it. Uh, I'd say Thunderbird. Mm. Thunderbird. We I I at least from when he I was caught reading, it on the gifted. Um huh. Did he catch? Oh, he's still alive. He's on still the alive. Yeah yeah he's still oh, alive. No. But this is like an alternate reality or or yeah. just in their reality yeah. where he's living and he's he's basically what he should. Have probably been on the X Men. Oh, I thought right? they killed him on the Gifted too. No, no, that no, would have no, been no. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, at least he lasted a season and change. If they did, yeah. But um, but not. Nah, but like he, 
he has um you know that was somebody who Warpath's brother I believe yes. or cousin um Warpath's brother and, and it's just I would like to have seen him in action for real for real and well, I I'm not sure I'm not, I'm not I I don't have the history behind him how many issues he appeared in before they took <laughs> him off and then whatever it was two right like he wasn't around <laughs> for a long time right so yeah I I'd love to see him. Like, yo, let's see what he was about. Like, what his um, powers are, Thund- all of that. Thunderbird, for those who don't know. Actually, the, th- the thing is, if you've seen Warpath, you've seen Thunderbird. Because they basically, he, even his name was Thunderbird when they first introduced Warpath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he was just a replacement because they killed off the original in two issues. Right. And his powers are basically, you the know, he's same. a Native American character who is strong. He could track. And yeah, which is basically what Thunderbird is in, in yeah. Um, Gifted. Yeah, and so... Uh yeah, he got murdered off, and then they brought in his brother because it's like, okay, well here's the new Thunderbird. Like, right. So um, I don't know. Most of those deaths, I know, like the ones if I was you know as a kid, um, but even now, no, like I'm I'm reading Wicked and Divine. I always talk about the book, and it's are you a, gonna spoil? No, not okay. at all. But it's a book that is you know it starts off. The premise of the book is within two years they will be dead. Right. You know. Whether or not that's true is you're waiting to see the end of the series. But a lot of characters have died in that book. I wouldn't bring them back even though they were favorites of mine. Saga, that's another one. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So many characters. So, I mean, Jesus Christ. But, you know, like, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bring those characters back because right. Lost, you know, my one of my favorite TV shows. Not Penny's Boat, folks. Like, my <laughs> man catches the hard L right there. Right. You know, but you can't bring him back because that's the moment. Is that, you know, he died so he could tell them that's not Penny's boat. Right. You know, and then catches that L. And so it's like, you know, yeah. nah. I, so that is a great question. As a kid, uh, Cypher from the New Mutants. Oh, right. Dog, when he got shot, I lost it. Cypher was my dude. And he gets shot and dies in the corner. It's one of the saddest things ever. They don't even notice he's dead till the fight's over. Like, I was so hurt. Yeah, where's Cypher at? Yeah. Yo, y'all see them? And they were like, yo. Oh! <laughs> it was so bad, dog. I, I thought y'all had the shields up. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Dog, he just lied over in the corner, shot up. Like, it was so oh, bad. Man. I cried. And then they brought him back. Yeah, they, but they brought him back. But see, it didn't mean nothing to me then. Because, you know, to me, it's always that moment of him dying. Right. Like, you know, when they brought him back, I was happy, but at the same time, it it doesn't matter to me because I will always live with that image of him dying in the corner. And so will all the characters, too. I think that's something that we tend to neglect mm. in these comics, that these characters experience massive trauma. You lose your friend, and yeah, five years they come back with a new costume, but you still <laughs> don't believe. Yeah, the X-Men must be like... Bruh. Yeah, like Professor, there needs to be a story about that, how Professor X throughout the years is just, you know, like... Fixing them up. Right. You know, break because these dudes have seen nothing. Like the whole new Beyonder came through and eliminated the new mutants from the universe. Like he erased all memory of them. Not only did he murder them, he erased them where they people would never remember them. Yep. And then they came back. That has to mess with people's minds. So it's like, yo, no, yeah, there needs to be a series about how there's like somebody really changing people's minds so they forget stuff and don't have traumatic you know, PTSD from being part of the X-Men. The illest one of that was, um, I can't remember what book it was in, but there was a mutant who his power, his power was that you forget 
he, you forget that he was around. Mm. I forgot his name, but it was like Professor X had to set a mnemonic device so that he always would remember that that dude existed. Because <laughs> the, it, it was the, the premise of the book, the premise of the book was that the X-Men would always get out of situations and you wonder how the hell did that? How the hell did they get out of that? Yeah. But it would it would be that mutant that would do stuff that would help them, but they would never remember him. Like fifteen minutes later, they would forget who he was and that he ever existed. Wow! So he was just existing, helping them in the shadows. But Professor X was the only one who could remember because every kind of like few hours or whatever, it'd be like. Oh yeah, we do have that guy. So if y'all if y'all know what I'm talking about, put it in the comments of uh, of our pod SoundCloud.com slash for all nerds. Let me know because I can't I cannot remember the dude. I want to say the dude's name was Memento, but wow. I don't know. That sounds like a writer who felt underappreciated at the time. So he was like, "Let me create this character to let y'all know how I feel." <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I've been saving y'all asses every time, and y'all don't remember it. Yes, sir. All right, well, if you have any questions for us, hit us up, contact at forallnerds.com, or you can hit us on the Twitter or Instagram at forallnerds. Thank you, as always, for all those questions. Those were some really great questions this week. Hit us up, patreon.com slash forallnerds, and you could ask anything at all. Once you, you know, become a patron, help us out, you'll get all kind of stuff in return. Like we said, we got like 30 minutes of bonus content with Just Blaze. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. You're about to get that in your inbox only if you're a patron at patreon.com slash forallnerds. That's it for the guac segment. It is now time for my favorite segment, Comics I Copped, where we talk about all the comics we copped, everything we've been buying, everything we've been reading, new, old, it doesn't matter. Use that hashtag Comics I Copped on Twitter, on Instagram. Let us know what you're buying, what you're reading, whatever is going on out there in your world. Whew. All right. Uh, let's see. Two things I want to talk about. I always talk about Wicked and Double Eye. We already mentioned it once in the episode. You know, it becomes pretty much a weekly thing. But the new issue, issue 41, drops right now. As you're listening to this episode, it is out on stands. I've had a chance to read it. Issue 41, there's only four issues left, folks. Mm. 41 is one of the most mind-blowing issues in the series ever. F my head up. It. I mean, I, I screamed out, oh, shit, <sighs> as I was turning one of the pages. Like, I can't wait for tomorrow when all y'all hear this and have read this episode. I mean, heard this episode and read this issue so I can finally talk about it. Because <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it, but it is momentous. It's a game changer. I love this book. It's amazing. Um, also by Kieran Gillen, the first two issues are now out of his new book, Die, which is from Image Comics. Die referring to a dice. Nice. Yes. And this is an ill book. Like, you know, this is from the writer of Wicked and Divine, but completely new book. Uh, the artist is this woman, Hans Stephanie, or no, Stephanie Hans. Really dope art. It's like kind of a painted Look, she's a really ill artist. But the concept of Die is these six kids get together for, I think, one of them 16th birthday party. And one of the kids has said, yo, I got this role. They're all role-playing gamers. And the kid's like, yo, I got this new role-playing game. We're all going to play today. So he sets them up, tells them about the game. They start playing. Two hours later, their mom comes upstairs and they're gone. 
the kids have vanished. Six years later, I think, the kids reappear. They've aged six years. All kind of shit has happened to them. And they can't say, if anyone asked them what happened to y'all, they're like, we can't say. 20 years later, once they're all grown folks, they get drawn. Something happens that draws them back into where they were before. Oh, wow. This is Yeah, that's the first issue. So it's about they get drawn back into this fantasy world by the one kid who is left behind in the world. The same kid who started the game in the first place. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, I forgot that. The six throw in twenty years. I mean, six years later, five come back. Ah, okay. They okay. can't. When they're asked what happened to the other dude, they're like, "We can't say. We can't say. We can't say." For twenty years, can't say. We can't say. Then finally, they get drawn back into the world. That's the first issue. Kieran Gillen, like one of my favorite writers of all time, you know, Wicked and Divine, and now Die. Die is ill, yo. And he said he got the concept because the old Dungeons and Dragons TV show, with the old animated cartoon, it got canceled before it finished. Mm. So the kids were always trapped in that fantasy world and never came home. Wow. Wow, that's dope. Yeah, and so he was like, what happened to those kids? And so that's where he got this concept from. And he's trying to release a role-playing game that he also created to go along with it based on the rules that he's setting up in the combo book. Oh, y'all can play that if y'all want. <laughs> y'all go ahead and tempt fate. Just like, yo, we gonna play with a Ouija board tonight. Oh, no, the fuck we not? <laughs> it's like somebody releases Jumanji and people are like, yo, word, Bro, let me go buy that. I will never forget the story I heard about a Ouija board where dudes was playing a Ouija board and somebody said, yo, if this is a real Ouija board, make all these lights turn off. And then the lights flickered. He was like, yo, all right, that's my time. Got to go home. My mom is calling me. I would have burned that board. Bruh. I would have, I mean, I, you know, I would have I would have taken it to church and dipped it in holy water and then lit it on fire. Leave them spirits alone. They just be chilling. <laughs> leave, leave them dudes alone, yo. man. Leave them ladies and gentlemen alone. Whew. All right, what are you reading right now, Jeff? Well, this week, I, I missed out on the last couple of weeks because I've been traveling and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say... What what was one thing that I caught up on? Um, I like Tony Stark Iron Man. Where that's going? That's been uh, Dan Slott is on that. Oh, beast. it's been it's been it's been real good. Along with the the rebirth of the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. that's something that I've been um, checking out. Like it's been real good. I want to catch up on X Men because they, um, you know, Cable has died again and again. And they returned the X Men back to their the normal timeline. Yeah. So the extermination, right? The the original five. So extermination. I want to read to see how all of that happened because we knew it was going to happen, but just to see how all of that's happened. Um, Batman is still Batman. Fire. Batman is still Batman for sure. And um, I, I think that's about it that I can remember off the top of my head. Um, they, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates is doing a lot of cool things over in Captain America. Mm. If you're if you're reading that, um, I, I, and I want I want to get some other recommendations too. Yeah, let me know what else I should be reading outside of the big two. Um, this is what comics I copped is about. Hit the hashtag at me at Ben at the Fall Nerds account. Let me know if it's one book I should be reading. Tell me what it is. I got one more, actually two more. I've mentioned it before. Immortal Hulk by Al Ewing. That's one on my list. That is yeah. definitely one you should be reading. And also, it bugs me to say it because I'm not the biggest fan of Mr. Mark Millar, but his new book, Prodigy, from Image, features this black 
prodigy, like one of the illest prodigies, like a black James Bond on a million. Right. And I loved the first issue. The second issue is now out. I haven't got to read that yet, but I love the first issue so much. Right. Also because people keep asking me, have we mentioned it? Even though we mentioned it at least three times on the show already, Bitter Root by Image, comics out by uh, David Walker, ill-ass series about this family fighting supernatural elements in Harlem in like the 1950s, 1960s, I think. Yeah, I think I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, David Walker and his uh, frequent collaborator, the same cat who was on, oh, Samson Sam- Green. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Bitterroot. Hopefully they Sanford will, Green. Sanford right? Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. Hopefully one or both of them will be at the Schomburg Center this Saturday in Harlem. Because I will be up in the place for the, is it the Black Comics Festival? Or Black ha- Comics Fest, I believe that's what yeah, it's called. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I always just call it the Schaumburg. Right, they call it the Schaumburg. Yeah. You know we black, so we call it what, what the place is and not the actual event. Yeah, the Schaumburg Center this Saturday. Make sure you're in the place where you can catch us, the For All Nerds. We'll be giving out stickers, T-shirts, perhaps some other stuff, right. all kind of things. The Schomburg Center's annual Black Comic Book Festival. There we go. This Saturday, January 18th. Come through, holler at us, follow us on the Twitters, on the Instagram, at For All Nerds. This is your boy, at DJ Ben I mean at Jeff J. Says. Anything else before we get out of here? Let us know what you want on Patreon. For those that are part of our Patreon community, if you want more news, reviews, interviews, sound bites, we got you. Just let us know because your money is going to good places. Mm-hmm. And we are in 2019, but we never forget where we came from. <laughs> so just understand that your money is being put to the best of uses and they're not being misused, misappropriated, or being placed into our own bank accounts for nefarious purposes, mm. such as traveling, mm. dining, disappearing into the heart of the DMV without ne'er a, a word peaked mm. or a, or a, oh, go to theblackgeek.com. Mm. Get some history. Mm. Get the some history. T H E B L A C K G G G. What am I? Creole? G E E K S. Dot com. Is it the Black Geek or the Black Geeks? The Black Geeks. Dot com. Get some history on what I'm talking about because what has racked may never die. It's All a right? C-O-N spiracy. And also <laughs> make sure um if you if you guys are following Bleacher Report, go to the IG Live. I host a show. Let's talk about it on there. I'll be on Wednesday at noon. Friday at 6 p.m. Okay. By the time you hear this, you'll be able to catch the replay, and you will have no excuse why you didn't check it out at 6 p.m. on Friday because we are in the past and in the future at the same damn time. So check us out. You know, I've been, we've been building over there. been getting a lot of good opportunities. I'd love for my, my fan fam to go over there and talk some nerd talk. You'll force them to for, force me to see it in the comments so I can comment on it. And you may get some cool merch out of it, too. So definitely come out and uh, check us out. All right. Is that how we're going to end the show? No, we can't end like that. We got to end on something. We got to end on something funny. What you doing with yourself, Ben? Um, He ain't doing shit. That's <laughs> what it is. He ain't doing shit. I caught him. He ain't doing shit. Y'all getting his mentions. You tell him to do the opposite of shit, which is a lot. I don't care how much he does. Make sure that he does something else other than shit. Fan Pro